Yeah, yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a little impromptu episode with Steve and I. Um, we don't really have a title for this one, but Steve has something that he really wants to reflect on in terms of how his performance and how his training's been going over the past year. Uh, I wanted to kick things off with you, starting from where things left off, which was post-nationals. So everyone kind of had this idea that um, you're going through like a hamstring tear and you weren't exactly healthy in your lead up to Worlds, right? So timeline-wise, yeah. things were a bit compressed for you. But how did you yeah. kind of mentally feel during that prep? Okay, so if, we're going to go like quite deep into the way that I felt leading up to that and how that felt. And I think a lot of people deal with injuries differently as well. And you know myself as an athlete, like I'm, I'm willing to push through through anything all the time. Um, and I guess leading into nationals, I was a bit, I lied about the way that my training was going in a way. I kind of lied to myself, right? Like to try and perform. Um, and you could see that with my attempt selections on the day. They were just poor. They were, weren't reflective of my training and what I was doing, considering that I was only getting, you know, one top set in a week uh, for that or something like that. But was able to hold on to top end strength, kind of. And I guess after nationals like we had this period right it was like we had had a kind of a sit down we had a talk i had a big think uh, and i remember you were there you should be in the airbnb that we stayed at i sat outside till fucking the sun came up the next day even though i had to go and handle the whole next day just thinking to, to myself like what i got to do to get better like i've earned this spot now for worlds which i've been working for for years basically since i started it was the very first conversation i ever had with sean was i want to go to worlds so that's always been the goal. And then I was like, okay, I need to get healthy post-nationals. That's my priority. This is what I have to do to get healthy. Um, and the timeline should be about this far. And then, you know, we had that first block and it was going really well. And I obviously wasn't doing anything heavy. But it's like before I kind of knew it, I was, you know, 12 weeks out or something. And I hadn't done anything spectacular. Uh, and I was still feeling a bit of pain. But felt as though I could almost push through it at the same time. So then I started to to do that. But even without kind of the, I guess, the ticket approval from Sean or anyone, I kind of just started to push push myself past it because, you know, there started to be a lot of talk around worlds and what was going to happen, um, you know, King List posting stuff, uh, just expectations that I obviously have on myself as an athlete and what I've done, what I should be capable of doing and how I was training at the time just didn't reflect that. So I guess I started to try and bring my training back to somewhat normal of what I felt it should look like uh, based on what I'd done in the past and how I progressed. And then essentially what that happened from there is I wouldn't say I was in a good spot of training prior to doing something like that, but I almost started self-sabotaging myself because of I had this, this end target this end date that I needed to be healthy by but I didn't just need to be healthy I needed to also be the strongest I've ever been because in my mind that was just the way that it had to be like I've gone I'm going to worlds I have to be the strongest I've ever been because I've been working not just this prep this prep isn't like what I'm aiming for it's this is an accumulation of five six seven years of hard work to get to this one moment I'm not going to be in the worst shape that I've ever been in. So I was, I didn't care about how much pain I was pushing myself through, what I was going through or anything like that. It was just, 
I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it no matter what. And I need to be at least as strong as I have been on the platform before. And then from there, it was, it was good, kind of good to start with, but I just went a bit, bit too far. So I started to do things. I was just like comparing myself to my previous self for so yeah. long um, in that period. And I kind of just like, I guess, tried to move too fast. And then, you know, there were sessions where like my head was in my hands, right? I was almost in, in tears. Like I had to leave the gym because I was that that bad um, just mentally. I wouldn't say that prep at all was physically fatiguing. Uh, I don't really find too many preps physically fatiguing. You just get a little bit tired and it can be mentally fatiguing sometimes. But I found that one to be more mentally fatiguing than any other prep that I've ever done just because of the amount of pressure that I put on myself and my body not cooperating with my mind, essentially. Yeah. You you speak about like previously in a lot of our previous podcasts that like you get a lot out of having fuel and having pressure and being able to perform in these like high pressure situations, right? What about this one made it different? I think that's that's where it comes to my body not cooperating. Like I love that fuel. Like I love being able to, uh, you know, have a battle or be in the competition with someone or be in the, the chat, right? And like I love that. Like it pushes me to be better. Uh, I don't mind comparing myself to others. It will make me ride to another level, you know. Um, but then if my body's not going where my head's trying to tell it to do or tell it to go, then it's a really hard spot for me because I will try and force that to happen. Um, I know there's there were sessions like you probably would have seen videos. I probably sent them to you through my world prep with me, you know, almost punching walls and things like that. Two two hundred and twenty or two hundred fifty kilos, not getting off the floor. Um, you know, people visiting from New South Wales being in the gym. I remember um, DT being there, Zach, and he was standing beside me while I was trying to deadlift, and two fifty didn't budge off the floor. Because uh, it hurt too much, I had to like, I had to then do conventional deadlift off like five mats uh, with like two hundred kilos. I did like ten reps, but I was the funny thing was I was in that much pain that day, and then like he seen that and I was like, yes, Instagram's a highlight reel. Said that to him, I was like, I'm not in a good space. Um, but then the next day, literally the next day, went in and pulled two seventy like it was nothing. Yeah, shit. So it's like, I mean, the, the top set that you're doing is literally the only set that you're doing during that period of time, right? So it's like, there's only so much yeah. you could do before your body can accept it. And you being the dog that I kind of like characterize you by, or like the way that I see you is like, you're willing to put your body through anything, but at this point, your body's failing you, which is where yeah. that mentally fatiguing part comes in. Cause like, you literally just can't do what your body wants to, or what you don't, you can't do what you want to do because of your body yeah exactly and it's just like that's where i almost had this this like lingering question over myself every single day which was like why is this happening to me now why couldn't this happen in another prep like why couldn't this happen a couple of years ago why does it why is this the prep of all preps the one that i the prep that i've been prepping for essentially for so long is now the one where i just my body won't cooperate with me nothing's going right like and it's just I was down right I I knew I didn't know I didn't want to admit to myself like I was I was always acting confident um still saying like I'll be I'll be up there like 
I promise I'll be out there. Like I'll, I'll put through the best performance I've done. Like I'll still be doing, you know, I'll still do it. I'll still be capable and I'll still find a way because I've always found a way to kind of show up when I needed to. But it wasn't until the, I guess the week of competition, like when you were there in Malta until I think like it just like, just like fell off, like a big weight had been lifted off my shoulders um, and it was almost when it was like all the stuff happened with me not being in the, the prime time session anymore. Uh, all the expectations just like went and it was like a huge weight got lifted off my shoulders. And I remember saying to you, like, I don't care what session I'm in. Like, I'm not the strongest I've ever been and I won't be there. I won't, you know, I'm not going to be competitive. That's just the way it is. And it was like in that moment, I feel like there was a lot of growth for me as an athlete at the same time. I mean, I've been doing this for so long. There was a lot of growth for me to be able to actually just sit and acknowledge that and just be okay with it in that moment. And then now I'll be at a point where I guess I'm in a better headspace now and able to talk about it. Um, Cause there was so long where I was just in kind of the dumps for a while. I uh, just, you know, being sore um, and just like off the back of a performance still, although I come to terms with it still, was not happy because I feel like it wasn't a representation of all the years of hard work that I've done. Yeah. And enough times passed where it's like, you don't need to hold up that act anymore. Right. So it's like, yeah, willing to talk about it, which I think is really helpful for a lot of people that would be listening to this, where it's like, you are stuck in that hard spot between it's like, you've got this prep coming up and you've put all this time into it, but your body's just not cooperating or externals are, uh, going shit, right? Like everyone talks about like things that you can control, but what happens when you control everything and you're still not getting the outcome? It's like, you literally yeah. just have to, you just have to live it and pray. Like it's, it's out of your hands at that point. If you've controlled everything that you can control and it's like, here's, here's the outcome. Right. So I think exactly right. when I saw you at worlds and we spoke about it because it was like, at that point you were still in pain. And I was like, what are you, what are you going to do? Right. And you were just like, I got to experience that the inflection point where you were like, at this point, I'm just going to do what I can do and put up what I can put up because this is what my body's allowing me to do right now. And that's yeah. all I can really do. Whereas I think a previous version of Steve would still kind of hold up that sense of like false confidence, be like, doesn't fucking matter what I'm doing. I'm going to run through one fucking like put up X, X kilos. Right. But it's like, yeah, you're, I guess you're spending energy trying to hold up this image or like holding up this, this belief that something's going to happen and you don't know whether it's going to happen or not. So like holding onto that sense of uncertainty in your own head is kind of like draining energy. Like you said, yeah. you feel a lot lighter right now. So, yeah, I mean, now we're post, uh, post worlds. How, has that kind of reflected in your training and your approach, even in just like day-to-day life? Uh, I guess hugely, right? Like I'm not so attached to my program, to what, what I know works for me. Like, because I know the split that works for me. I know the training that works for me. But we're so far away from that right now just to make sure that I can continually train healthy and, you know, have the adjustments needed through my body to, you know, not make the compensations that it was making to kind of move the way that it was to cause issues. Uh, and just like not have that attachment anymore. So I feel I feel good. Like I'm showing up to sessions. I have that motivation back. Like I'm almost feel like I'm back to like 20 fucking 17, Steve, or something where I'm just like a kid. 
trying to like just loving training um and just like showing up just enjoy putting a barbell on my back and in my hands and deadlifting uh picking things up and then you know it's just like i i i also have this this the confidence that the dog is back again like i'm back to like okay so if we take this training week for example on monday um I did 17 and a half kilos more for a set of five than I did the week before. And it was simply because it was easier to load than, than what I had originally planned. I just like, was like, I'll do 240, but I was like, Oh, I don't want to put that many plates on. And I want to put the green, but I don't want to put black collar on. So I'll just chuck the silver on too. It's like, that's the old Steve coming back. So I, like, I feel like that confidence is back, back again. Yeah. But I also, and like, if it, I didn't feel sh- strong in that moment i just wouldn't whereas before i would have just forced that to happen yeah so it's like you're at a point now where it's like the load's just coming to you at this point yeah and i'm just capable of doing it and i feel good doing it and i'm not attached to anything so i i had no initial plans going into that session um to squat 245 for five i didn't even know like i was like oh to my plan was to end the block on 242 but we randomly decided that we're just going to run this for three weeks uh and so I'm yeah. like okay we'll all go up and it was just, so I just landed on 245 that was never the plan whatsoever whereas usually I'm someone that would be like okay this is where I'm going to kind of let land this week and that's what I'm going to put on the bar and it's going to be around you know something that is up there with what I've done before but didn't go into that session with any kind of plans just landed on that way did it. it was fine a guy in the gym that i'd never met before asked if i wanted a spot with my headphones on and you know it's like i knew i was back in that moment too just in like the right head mental space when i just like looked at him and shook my head it was like nah i'm good yeah i'm good for it yeah that yeah that's that's a big thing for me like having that confidence back again to just be like nah like um i'll be fine and then from but i guess from being so low through that whole prep to being now is like that's where I say like I I've looked back and been like why why couldn't I um be like this six months ago and I'll revert back to what I said before is I just I think I just pulled the trigger too soon on trying to be as strong as I could be in February or something rather than like waiting just I should have just waited um I believe if I waited and wasn't so ambitious and greedy in what I was doing and and still and like trying to compare myself and make sure that I was at the top and forcing that. Uh, but it is worlds and it was my first world. So that was an experience in itself. And I obviously wanted to be the strongest. So I'm not, I don't regret any of those decisions, but I've learned from it. Uh, and if there's anyone that's going to take a message from this is if you're in like that rehab process and you are in like a direct battle with someone and you're, you know, you're training, sucks right it's shit like you're going to see people around you that are prepping for the same competition and you're going to see their training going phenomenal right and you're just in the slumps um training's going shit that that happens for just about everyone at some point in their powerlifting career Uh, we can't help that in this sport this sport's not like basketball or golf or soccer or something where you can just continually show up and just outwork everyone because you can't you'll just generate accumulate too much fatigue it's not one of those sports um, you would just burn yourself into the ground if you did that. So you can't just outwork anyone. You can't just like force things to kind of happen. Uh, and I guess rehab's one of those processes as well. Like when we're going through that, 
you can't do too much in that instance as well. You need to find the threshold that works for you uh, and how much your that can tolerate, your body can tolerate, and then just be okay with it because what you've done, you've still done. You did that in the past. You've done it, oh. right? And you will get back there. You just need to be patient. Yeah, like there's no there's no point doing too much because too much already instinctively is too much, right? And you don't get yeah. too much of a benefit from it. Like at some point, you're just going to be facing all the drawbacks if you're just pushing things. Yeah, and too much is, was probably the initial issue in this in the first place, right? Yeah. How do people then get to this place where you're at now where it's like you're more detached to training because it's all well and good for you to kind of go through it now and you've gone through this maturation process. But I imagine like a Steve back in February, if someone were to tell you like, hey, bro, you just got to detach and like do what you can do. I'm I'm highly skeptical as to who you'd listen to, <laughs> right? Like even, even, exactly. Even the people that you trust the most, right? So like this all kind of just was an internal process for you. But if yeah, someone was listening just, to this, something. yeah, I was going to say, how would, how would you kind of get someone to this place? Yeah. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can now. Yeah, I was saying, how would you get someone to this place knowing where you were at back in February? Um, I think, being, like, as a coach, it's well, like, and an athlete at the same time, it's going through that as well. Like, I can then relate so well to, to these kind of things. Like, these scenarios pop up with a lot of my athletes all the time, uh, and I'm able to relate to them through that. Uh, talk to them through that and tell them when it's okay to push and when it's hey we've got to we can't at the moment there's you're not you're not going to get stronger just by being getting sore um it's just not beneficial but i guess it if i were to try and talk to a past self a mirror image of me um i'm very stubborn and i probably wouldn't listen to future steve as well back then because I had to go through it myself. Uh, that's who I am as a person. Um, I have to go through things to acknowledge things and learn from that, like learn from my mistakes uh, and and make those mistakes. Uh, and then I can teach people those things. But that's obviously why people entrust me as their coach as well, because they know that I've been through so much and can then talk them through it at the same time if they want to listen to me. Uh, but so I, I myself probably would listen. I did have like sean to talk to um but at the same time like i wasn't very communicative with how i was feeling um it only it was like one session out of all of those sessions even though there was so many terrible days that happened in that prep there was only one day where i actually said to him like man um i feel bad like this is not good like mentally i'm drained uh i don't feel myself i don't feel like i can like almost continue because of like what I'm doing and I'm, I know I'm not going to be as strong. And he basically just like pulled me off like the ground basically. And so like, like without saying, he said, shut up and do it. And I was like, okay, let's go. Um, but that was what, that's what I needed to hear in that moment because I was so down and we were so close. This was, this was not back in like February or March. This was more like in like, may so like a month out it was it wasn't a point of hey it's okay we still got we still got eight weeks or something that we can continually try and get better 
I just pulled that trigger eight weeks too early. I should have waited. And then when it got to a month out, I was back to where I was. And it was, no, you can't sulk right now. You got to go. Yeah, you're at the point of no return. Yeah, yeah, basically, I was at that point of no return. So, so I just learned from that. But I guess if anyone's kind of going through it, it's just acknowledging that you will be okay. Uh, I know that the date doesn't change of the competition and we can't help that at the end of the day. Like, that's just the way that it is. Schedules are schedules and rosters are rosters. And, you know, if something's set in stone as a date, as much as we'd love to be able to change that date sometimes, we literally can't. And don't pull that trigger too soon on trying to be healthy if it's just not feasible. Uh, No matter the level of competition, because at the end of the day, if you can't get to training at the capacity that you know that you're capable of training at because you've gone too early where you aren't feeling as pain-free, then you're just going to end up spinning your wheels again. And I guess a big thing for me also is I've also been able to acknowledge that because I don't have a date right now that I have to be 100% healthy by. Like I, st- I still feel my hip, my leg um, every now and then, uh, but it's not it's nowhere near as bad. It's not impeding me as much. Obviously, like I'm moving a lot better now, but because I don't have that date, I'm not being almost stupid with the way that I'm training and trying to force things to happen to get back to where I was. I'm just letting, letting the weight come to me. So that not having that date, there was another big thing for me uh, and just being able to go with the flow. Uh, and just, yeah, just attaching myself, being okay with it and just the results going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is basically me just or whoever is going through anything, following the program, communicating what you're going through, you know, seeing your rehab specialist if you're seeing someone and making sure that you're doing what you can do to get better and not get worse. Yeah. There's going to be another competition. Yeah, the fastest pace is always going to be a slow pace at some point in your career, right? And trying to do any extra is just going to be slowing you down. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like extra or doing more. Like I said earlier, this isn't like basketball, soccer, golf, or any of those sort of sports where you can just do more to be better. It's not. Sometimes you know you just don't. You just got to pull it back and do what your body's allowing you to do in that moment. Yeah, for sure. I think um that about I think that'll tie about where you wanted to finish things off. Did you have anything else to kind of close yeah. off on or you feel good? No, that's that's it. That's good. I think that's fine. End it there. Um yeah, I guess the message is don't don't force yourself to try and get healthy if that's not where your body wants to be right now. Just let things kind of roll in. And like I said, there will always be another competition and another platform for you to be able to put up what you are capable of yeah for sure and i think to add to that as well like you can always have your coach give you that kind of perspective but you're fortunate enough to have gone through the shit yourself and everyone's kind of in australia who has watched your journey can kind of see what's happened so for anyone that does watch they kind of see perspective from like a high level and see that it does apply as well so it's definitely very helpful that you share your part of the journey as well as be very transparent with it so i think as a human being as well the fact that you've kind of grown yeah. and become more transparent rather than kind of having this like false sense of bravado is going to be helping a lot more people as well. So I really appreciate you sharing that, Steve. Must have been a couple months of yeah. putting things in. Not a problem. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Thank you. <laughs>